Welcome to another episode of We Have a Microphone. We have a microphone. I'm Hampton. I'm Michael. Michael's a hand me a drink. Ooh. I'm very proud with how this came out, actually. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, let's take a picture. So this is in a tumbler, small glass, low glass, uh, big block of ice. We've got uh, it's kind of the color of Gatorade. Yes. Uh, lemon lime Gatorade. Got a lime twist into it, in it, and it's got a smoky smell. So I'm feeling this is some sort of mezcal business. Let's get into it. Oh wow! Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's lovely. Um, so it's called the Terrible Love, and <laughs> it's got uh, Chichicapa Delmage mezcal. Okay, uh, yeah. Sue's which is a bitter aperitif, usually used in white Negronis, and a little bit of Saint-Germain. It's definitely on the bitter edge for me, but it doesn't go over the bitter edge, so... That's good. Because I'm, I'm very um, gentle and weak when it comes to bitterness. I mean, emotionally, I'm a superstar. Right. Um, yeah, so, look, I feel like our... We, we did a special live video episode. Uh, I could not pull, pull the audio from that. Um, if you think the audio of our regular podcast is bad, then you have no idea what was left over after that episode. So we're now in episode 47, and we kind of weren't going to talk about the quarantine, but it's like, difficult not to talk about anything. Um, yeah, I mean, we're booked. Yeah, I mean, we're so... Uh, Hello, future. We are ourselves 41 days into our, or Michael, you are 41 days yeah. into your quarantine. I'm about 44, and we went 22 of those days without exiting the, like, building, order, building that we live in. Like, we, we would put on masks and wash our hands after going downstairs to check the mail. And so, uh, yeah, we're here in the middle of Manhattan, the center with the well the u.s epicenter yeah i mean like the center of all the craziness where people message us and are like are you okay and it's like well emotionally or um yeah we're definitely being more cautious than other people uh generally speaking but the whole city's taken it obviously pretty seriously and yeah now we've been we all we're just like indoors a lot yeah so it's, that's it's kind of weird uh we broke our 22 days of not leaving the house by going to Whole Foods in Union Square. It was very interesting. It was kind of bizarre that like they, you know, had all these protections in place. Um, there are a yeah. bunch of like, we have just been told um, not to go outside without masks. Yeah. Uh, or I guess socially, like if you can't socially distance, for example, the grocery store, you have to have a mask on. So, Whole Foods had a little sign saying, well, you know, turning one back who doesn't have a mask on, um, which is kind of weird. I mean, they were restricting the number of people who are allowed inside their shop, oh, yeah. though, which pretty... meant that it was a beautiful shopping experience because it was kind of empty. Yeah. And which, it's funny, like, I was sort of doing an episode like this, the people listening now are like, yes, we know. But it also feels like it, there's some level of, like, do you talk about it in this sort of venue or do you not? And, like, 
there's the like having a record of us even talking about what it's like like that there's like people set yeah set up outside of whole foods trying to sell hand sanitizer for oh, like yeah. ten dollars a thing and like all those people who used to sell like iphone cases yeah, yeah, yeah. or fidget spinners mm-hmm. they pivot quickly um they're now selling masks good for them yeah and like it's a weird it's like an economy and is a thing and one day we'll look back and think wow i can't believe i didn't realize that it was so interesting you know or such a moment a moment in time but yeah i don't know whatever we're here we're doing an episode mostly also um we have a lot of people we know who um are not as busy as they were previously uh who are not working currently and like I think a lot of people you know we were talking about this earlier like I'm taking off so it's a Tuesday and I have elected to use two vacation days for Thursday and Friday and my big plans are well it might work on a side project but otherwise I'm gonna play video games or do nothing which is pretty in line with what well it's like work, and then two days you kind of don't work, and then you just work a lot. That feels like what this quarantine feels like to me without really a, a breath. Like, like, I really think I would just pay to get on a train right now and take a, a trip, and even just come right back. Like, I mean, forgetting the safety aspects, but like, just like any sort of like transit or movement or breath in the day, uh, I think I would like. So I'm taking two vacation days to simulate the relief I get from being on the subway, um, which is I'm just going to give myself some space to like have a minute where I don't have to feel like I'm on. And my gosh, parents right now are dealing with you know, young children and stuff are dealing with some crazy land stuff because that, that train does not stop. And I am not that good of a person. I don't know how you're feeling about that. but Yeah, I mean, it's funny how my mood graph over the week has shifted it used to be that monday was the worst and you know i get better and in a better better mood across the week and then friday would come and be like yeah it's the weekend Mm. and now it's totally the opposite it's like monday i'm actually kind of like excited to see people because the only (laughs) time i see people is at work now on zoom um and then my mood slowly gets worse and worse because i'm like oh the weekend's coming but the weekend is absolutely nothing to look forward to right now <laughs> um <laughs> i like that is being married to you for this long that laugh you just used is the nervous laugh but uh, i love oh yeah it's my uh lol sob yeah like but you use it so many places oh yeah it's my fake laugh to grandparents yeah oh absolutely that yeah. that is like the sort of laugh yeah totally like i know i have to be polite and laugh at your joke mm-hmm. kind of laugh well, like, answer uncles or awkward person at a funeral. Yeah. Who's trying to make a joke, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. I can't do your, you, I hear it, and I'm like, I know exactly. Yeah. I don't think you have a good fake laugh. Yeah. I'm no. only really laughing. Yeah. Or all my laughs are good fake laughs. <laughs> Help. Help. You see, that was your fake laugh. That. <laughs> but that's an obviously fake laugh. Yeah. But it's for comedic effect. Right. 
Yours is your like actually trying to defend the person that it's okay. Or like that that was yeah. like But not in that scenario just now. That was like Yeah, but I that's the real one you use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to me I can hear it so clearly. Yeah. It's like dry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's gotta get like a, a breathiness to yeah. it. Yeah. It's a very full, like the air is being full. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. Everything's terrible. Yeah. Um, but we, okay, we are also the luckiest people in Manhattan today. And it's for a reason that of all the eventualities of history that I thought I would say were the luckiest people in Manhattan, I would not have thought this was the reason. And it's because we got high gluten flour delivered today. Mm. <laughs> now, the delivery was an absolute disaster, which we'll explain in a second. Um, but uh, we have high gluten uh, aka bread flour uh, in our home, which please, we're not going to disclose our address because in our current world, um, okay, so six months ago, I, for some reason, started getting to making sourdoughs and we have our own starter. I don't even know if we've talked about this on here. I mean, it, it's like the douchiest white guy thing ever and even was at the time. Uh, but then I, it has now become a national interest. Um, just over the last couple months, which is crazy. So, all right, so here's what Whole Foods actually looks like. Um, there's, generally things are stocked. There's like a lot of fresh, oh my gosh, fresh, fresh stuff everywhere. Seafood, we've got oysters. You want like fresh oysters? You are good. You can eat till you, till it's expensive. But like lobsters, they got all of it. They got all of it. But what they don't have is bread flour. So, or like hand sanitizer. So if you walk to the two aisles that have hand sanitizer or bread flour, literally people just stand. It's, there's this weird social interaction that happens that I think is really hilarious. So there's the shelf and you're walking up to it and you're like, okay, okay, this is a flour shelf. This is the flour shelf. I'm gonna look, maybe they have bread flour. I'm gonna look. And you know, there's three other people who were there before you got there and you're like starting to look and you realize there's only wheat flour. That's it. And then everything else is like quinoa flour and you're just staring and everybody's looking at the same shelf. And then one of the original people walks away, right? So now that you're fewer. Another person walks up and is also just staring at the empty shelf in some sort of dance that we all do. And we all just sort of stand there for like a minute, making sure that each and every one of them is not high gluten wheat flour. And I don't think I'm aware of this in my adult life in the other situation where you so expect these sorts of things to be there that like the norms around just walking away seems rude. Cause you're walking up and you're like, why are there three people staring at this shelf? Like maybe they're looking for something different than I am. Nope, everybody's looking for bread flour. That's what they're looking for. And the, the only stuff that's left is the uh, goofy, goofy leftovers. Uh, like in the cleaning aisle, it's toilet scrub. Like that's the one cleaning fluid I'm not looking for right now. I'll take anything else except for toilet scrub. Yeah, it was, it was weird. It's like, maybe if I stare long enough at this shelf, will be it. Or nobody will notice that that quinoa flour is actually a high gluten bread flour quinoa flour. And you're like, <gasps> or it's like, you know, when you, you do the whole fakie, when you realize you're going the wrong direction and you're like, 
oh, right, I just forgot something, and then you turn around or, or do something obvious. Yeah. It's like that. Maybe they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, I was actually going for the rice flour. Mm -hmm. Idiots. Look at you all looking for bread flour. Schmucks. That is. And that's why at the end of the aisle, people are just dumping a bunch of rice flour. Yeah. There's just, like, piles of rice flour where people are grabbing it and put it down. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's interesting. Which uh, So then I got online and maybe semi-drunkenly ordered a $78, 50-pound delivery of high-gluten flour. And uh, it showed up today early. And I would say, okay, if you take one of those poly bags, so you take a giant, like, corn feed bag, 50-pound bag, like, that I've never handled in my entire life. Unless you have, like, a big dog or something. I think that's, like, basically the thing. And then you sort of, like, put it in a poly bag. So just, like, one of those, like, silvery white bags that a lot of shipments come in. And then just, like, throw it into the mail, I think is what happened. Yeah, but it was also in a blue apron cardboard box. Yeah, I think our building, uh, our, our super... Oh, because it was leaking. Yeah, because, like, so basically there were holes in it, and so flour was going everywhere. And so uh, I go down to get this thing, and it's at our door, and it's in a <laughs> blue apron box. So, like, a tiny box has this giant bag sticking out of it, like some sort of, like, like perverse, weird hipster uh, jack-in-the-box, almost is what it looked like. It was open, and there's just, like, jutting out of it is this flour bag that's got flour going everywhere. So I, like, pull it into our place, and we basically, I mean, there's still flowers in the cracks of our wood floor um, in the area where the event happened, and, uh, but, yeah, I mean, now we're proud, proud owners. We have, we have three trash bags full of very heavy uh, flour and a bunch of, like, nicer containers, but the trash bags have, are glade-scented, and so we don't know if... Yeah, the flowers in the end of late scented, but there's like Febreze, right? Maybe. Doesn't that take away scent? Will we make scentless bread? That doesn't make sense. Um, you're welcome. Thank you, everybody. Uh, yeah, so that's what's going on. Now we have a lot of flour, and now we're just we're like, I think we're one upping all the other hipsters out there who are deciding to make and, like, bake during this period. Which By having trash bags of flour? Well, I mean, it is a great storage method. Is it, though? <laughs> is it? I don't know. Is it better than, like, a big <laughs> paper bag? I mean, we'll see. Apparently not. We'll see how scented our bread is. Could be $78 worth of scented bread. Yeah, I'm like... When they were designing this chemical to make the smell, they weren't like, I guess people uh, like store food in it. Yeah. Right? That seems, that seems like it's a trash bag. Yeah. It's where people put food. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Everything's but terrible. I mean, I've already got a first dough in the fridge overnight yeah. to make tomorrow to see. This is, oh no, this is from the, the Santa flat. So we'll have a taste. Yeah. It is? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping it's actually all right. I'm trying to figure out when I hit the table if it makes a sound. I think it does. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quality content. 
<laughs> um, Look, that's what you come to Wham shows for. Yeah, great editing, great audio, uh, great content, and more. Yeah, more random slapping noises. Um, slapping. But which I feel like so our, our main listeners are usually people who are, you know, on the subway or are commuting. Mm. You know, from our, our millions of listeners and like. But now we have like a lot of our listeners are just lonely. <laughs> So I don't know if this is actually wow. like the moment. What? I just I know I made two people listening to this cry. So yeah. it just happened. <laughs> like I'm so lonely. I just want to talk to you too. Uh, well, we are pretty interesting. So that's yes. At least we remain interesting. Uh, speaking of interesting people, uh, being stuck in the house is like psychological warfare on yourself. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that? I guess. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, re- it's really frightening. Yeah. See, I find it's mostly a mix of like 50% um, I don't care about anything. Actually, no. 70% I don't give a shit about anything. Mm-hmm. 20% sort of like general normal levels of like panic and or guilt or whatever my typical operating is, which that's normally 70%. Um, and then, like, there's a small bit of, like, overreacting to anything. Yeah. Like yeah, I'd that, say that's about right. Yeah. That's, like, a, a big, big, big chunk of stuff. Yeah. It's been really weird. We've also been listening to a lot more music. Mm-hmm. We've, like, a lot of people are like, oh, what shows are you watching? Actually, the time, the TV show time, like, you know, late, later in the night, has turned into music. Mm-hmm. So we'll pick an album. Hampton signed up for the free thing of title or whatever. Um, so he's been through that process and uh, they have a bunch of like master tapes or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. So like I've been listening to a bunch of classical, um, yeah, a lot of stuff from title, um, which has been interesting. It's been nice. Should I get my actual review of title or is that am I gonna disqualify myself from presidency? Um, maybe. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to do it. I'm not going to regret it. Uh, look, title is really great. First of all, I don't think, I don't know if I can tell the difference between masters and not, and like, try my best to find the best audio equipment I can to listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not totally convinced that the human ear, even in the best of situations, I feel like it's like a wine thing, right? You tell somebody this is lossless and they react to it more. Like, I think I want to do way more even an audiophile and like a blind, blind test mm-hmm. on like, cause like, so we use Apple Music normally. That's been our go-to, which I believe has much higher streaming quality than uh, Spotify. And mm-hmm. a lot of people are recommending this to me. We're going from Spotify. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. Part of Apple's whole thing also was like we love music and we like focus on its quality. And Spotify is like we have lots of music, um, but uh, yeah. So it's the audio is fine. I think uh, yeah, it's basically quote unquote rap music and classical, like that is title. And then, like, a little bit of, like, they dipped into country to try to, like, go far out. But I find that, like, 
there's a lot of stuff not on there. Um, and when I go to the, just the mix, it's like pretty, pretty straight out classic <laughs> rap music. Mm. And like, uh, which I feel like it's, I think it's because they've brought in and their algorithms are all like, obviously Beyonce and Jay-Z are like the founders and co-founders or whatever. Like, so like that brings in all the beehive, right? All Jay-Z fans, all the like newest shit is on there. And then on the other hand, you get the like super crazy audio nerds who are into like classical music. And I think they flocked on. And I think what it's done is this like, who they attracted based on the fact of having masters and who promoted it early on, they've ended up with a uh, audio collection that is like, I'd say, you know, interesting. <laughs> I don't know, but then again, like, I don't even know. It'd be really interesting to look at the full catalogs of Spotify and iTunes and see what they don't have of each other. Yeah. Right? Like, wouldn't that be interesting just to even see, like, is it the same clearinghouse for all of them? Like, I don't think it is because there's definitely stuff that's different on different ones. And like, how does the whole business work behind that? Because, yeah, or do they have to buy them ahead of time? And like, what's causing, like, yeah, you know? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Like, is it because you, so are you trying, everyone's like, oh, you have to listen to Spotify. And so I tried Spotify last year and it was just too much of an uphill battle to get like the algorithms and the recommendations into a good spot. And so like I gave up on Spotify because to me it was all like house and pop music. Mm. And yeah, yeah, so yeah. like That's true. A lot I mean, of pop, a lot of house on that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Ooh. So either it's Apple music has uh indie rock and a bit of punk hmm. and a bit of like industrial which I'd say are my main genres and that's their speciality and then Spotify is truly house and the title is truly classical or it's actually you just haven't like actually tapped into that algorithm or whatever and that all of this stuff is just hit right yeah I, I think that is a great set of questions that is switching to these algorithms like we don't even know how much they're biased by the sort of marketing, right? Like, it's, mm. it's like, if you're in a particular, if you only have a certain type of customers coming to your funnel, and then you bring machine learning in, and you're like, okay, tell me how to maximize them, then your outliers, you're going to force out, because you're going to actually show them, or provide them with stuff that is yeah. less yes. to them, but they're, they're the minority group, and they don't really show up as a full cohort, so. Right. That's the problem in machine learning. It's like, the data you get out is only as good as the data you put in. Or, I mean, good in this case is subjective, or like okay. the, the, the narrowness of the data you train a model on is gonna be reflected, right? Okay, this is this is how extreme titles weirdness is, and the like, and I think I'm one of the few people who's like a little into rap and a little into classical, and I like somehow broke their algorithm, because I literally created a station from Daft Punk so I was just like, I want I got coding right now, I want something that I can focus to. So I was like, focus Daft Punk, create a station. <laughs> like a full out classical song played like right in the middle of it. Huh. That was not yeah. at all 
it is weird, like, some playlists, I, I have, like, two, two modes for creating a staging, right? I don't really want new music that can be whatever genre I'm into. Like, I know Apple's new music tends to switch genres a lot for me. I'm fine with that because I'm just looking for new music. But if I want, like, in your case, a dark punk, like, I need to code, I wouldn't put on a station because I am like, okay, there'd be too much variation. I want like one specific genre. Oh, yeah, yeah, to focus. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which this I brought up on Twitter the other day, and I think uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't mean to brag. I had some social media traction. Whoa. I think four people liked it. So I don't Whoa. Mean, I mean four million. Uh, so every time I'm on one of these things, they're like, here's the focus mix. And their focus mix is always some sort of chill house something. It's like a note, like piano, slightly like real oh. low fi like real like low. And I'm like, no, 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 no. When I focus, I want like fast beat, like no words. Yeah. I want like a like a real I don't know punk or mm. sort of like a oh well, this is why I was listening to fast punk. Like I want like something with like a real aggressive beat to it, mm. Tron Legacy sort of shit, yeah. like, um, it's funny, mine, I'll take any yeah. of that. Mine is definitely Nine Inch Nails, um, any Trent Reznor, any Trent Reznor, Ask It's Ross. Sorry. Um, These are great. Definitely great. Stooges and Punk and, like, Perfect. Stooges. Yeah. It's fast repeating patterns and, like, yeah. a little bit of noise to kind of, like, fill it all in. And, like, it's so funny. Every fucking playlist on all of these platforms, yeah, and you look at Study music, focus music. It's like, but then yeah, it's interesting. Like, what focus? Like, focus could mean meditative, right? Like, studying is more meditative than like, uh, or like, I feel like you need to sit down and mentally clear your head. Whereas I think coding or working, it, like, writing mm-hmm. algorithms, it's more like, you know, sort of like getting shit done. I don't know. I'm like literally gonna pull these up. So here's a focus. Okay. Yeah. And it's called like uh I mean focus radio. Yeah. Oh, does this picture show you focus? It's okay, so it's the a, picture yeah. is like super weird. So you know in old tiny forty spy movies where the slats of a window like just illuminate the mm-hmm. eyes or the slats of a blind, sorry, just illuminate the eyes of, of someone. Um, that's pretty much it. This lady's eyes are lit up, but everything else is in shadow. That's it. Okay, so I'm trying to find, like, the title that would be the one. So I'm gonna go with Study Beats? Okay. Do you think, I mean, I Beats. think Hangi works for Study. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, I could really listen to this. Okay. Well, the other ones are peaceful in here, the lounge, like, they get these art. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to look at the focus playlist on Apple Music. This is Apple Music, by the way, so we can okay. judge them separately. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to see if there's any other headspace that's been drawn. So I think living in the library. Yeah, but then that can't be too loud. Yeah, right. No, no, no. So let's go study beats. Here we go. This is. I don't know if that's me. Okay, it's actually not yeah. bad. It's kind of nice. Okay, well, my whole thing is wrong then, apparently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is like acoustic, I'm on a beach song. This is YouTube music. 
Like, <laughs> we took off from Manila. Yeah. No, oh, this, this is. You never have like an over, like sounds over. Like no one talks over a YouTube video. It's always like uh. Mm. Wait, sorry, I'm stopping. Like uh, subtitles or like uh, just like the old. What's the guy's name? Choi. Sam. Sam Choi. 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 What a good guy. He does. What's he doing now? I don't know. When all these YouTubers can't to like travel. Too. I know it's kind of funny in the like watching TV shows, especially like quiz shows. We watch a lot of those mm. from the before times, and they'll you know they'll be like, "What are you gonna do with the money?" And it's like, "Oh, we're gonna travel." And then we look from the after times or the mid times, and they're like, "Oh wow, that's so cute, so clean." Yeah. How, how are you feeling about that now? Well, that's where I feel like like a time travel. It'd be like short airline stocks. Mm. Yeah. Cruise line short carnival cruise lines public shares. Oh, oh you make so much money if you have that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh empty out all your oil reserves. <laughs> no short though. Yeah. Oh, you just short. I was that's I was, amazing. I was making a funnier joke uh, rather than just playing the stock market. Oh. Well I'm hoping that I can be a time traveler. Yeah, I mean, so we've done the hard bit, now we just need to go back in time. It's <laughs> um, a good joke. Thank you. I like that joke. Uh, I watched The Bodyguard for the first time on oh, Saturday, yeah, which we was did. We did. very exciting. Um, I It's like one of the top selling albums yep. of all time. Yep. And I believe the number one selling soundtrack of all time. Featuring the classic Dolly Parton hit, I Will Always Love You. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize. So, firstly, everyone, this is like Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, early 90s. Um, so, spoiler alert. Oh, yeah, there's going to be all the spoilers. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen The Bodyguard. From 18 pause. years ago? Wait, more? 28. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, pause this. Yeah. Because you were. And just go watch a two-hour-long movie and then come back. It was long. I thought it would be a lot shorter. Yeah. And I was convinced that he was going to die at the end. Yeah. And he no. didn't, which disappointed no. me. And then also, he, like, she ran out and kissed him at the end. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be one of those, like, I mean, the song, I Will Always Love You, is about, like, lost love or, like, not unrequited, but something you can't have. I was really, I was kind of disappointed in that. Mm. Also, they definitely made a point of bringing up that it was a country song, and then she covers it at the end or whatever. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, I will always love you's country song. And now I'm like, it was in the fucking film, you know? Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, anyway, it but was... But what do you get about it out of 10? Out of 10? Yeah. For the film? Yeah. I mean, no. It wasn't good. Like yeah, a, a three or a four. Yeah. I give it a five. Wow. Which I think is fair. I think I thought it held up better than I had anticipated. Yeah. Slightly better crafted than I remembered, based off it just being sort of this like movie thing. Uh, I'm not going to say should have won any awards, but I think it's a, yeah. I mean, it's a fine movie. I mean, it, it was very conventionally plotted. It was paced well. It was the early 90s. The, what was he going to do? What do you mean? 
Just because something's from the early 90s doesn't mean you should give it a pass. Um, Science of the Lambs came before, and that was that's a great movie. Okay, if we're willing to forgive any uh, superhero movie ever, then this one needs to be forgiven. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, it was pretty bad, all in all. Hmm. Uh, or at least I Well, I enjoyed it. Um, they did have a really nice house in the woods. I know, it is nice. Yeah. It's around a corner from it. Yeah. Um, but that, that was maybe a high point. That, okay, that'll maybe take it up to a 4 out of 10. The nice architecture. You said 4. No, I said 3 or 4. <laughs> and then I'm bumping it solid 4 because of that house. Uh, what about it featuring award shows at the end? That was very nice. I did like the fact that they show a behind-the-scenes Oscars thing. Yep. Um, and what, it, what about the guy who had a gun in the camera? That was weird. What about it was actually the rapist, not the mentally ill person? Yeah, okay, I like that. Come on, Sorry, that's what brought it up to a three from a two. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, like, there was a bit of a weirdo who was mm-hmm. a bit obsessed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty pretty standard. And then turns out it was the guy who was a sexual, like, molester, rapist guy mm-hmm. who turned out to be the real threat. And the other guy just wanted to autograph. He was mm-hmm. actually kind of funny looking, but all right. So... I, I like that. It's a nice twist. Yeah, it was. And then the sister was involved, so I'm like, oh, I didn't really care about that. Well, see, yeah, you're like, is it the sister the whole time? It could have been the bodyguard. It could have been, like, anybody the whole time. Yeah. But it turns out it was, like, it was the, the other bodyguard. Yeah, it was, like, Kevin Costner's old mate. It should have been obvious at that point. Yeah. Well, you know what happens. Sometimes your old friends come back and try to... Yeah. Try to kill your. I should think. I should figure out what other early '90s films I haven't seen. I mean, I haven't seen Patriot Games in a long time. Mm. I remember being kind of watched as a kid. Yeah, you know, and I didn't understand any of the politics at the time. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I. And the fact that it isn't, or when I when it first came out here, like it wasn't lambasted for its politics. It wasn't super Mm. great in any way. Obviously, it didn't make the IRA sound super good, but right. Um, but the thing was even like an offshoot like they do a whole I think they do like oh, really? multiple levels to make sure that like it's not as offensive yeah interesting I think they try like oh this was a small group it's of bandages yeah it went like rogue and like the actual IRA is like this isn't the way we do things mm. and like I don't know I think Very but like I learned like that's from like being 12 and just thinking and then only later like the more I learned about the troubles why? It's such a euphemism. Yeah, isn't anything. I don't, it's just, no, like the war. It's just a fucking war. Like, yeah. Uh, this is. Uh, I don't know. It's a bit of the troubles. Yeah. That's like when my stomach's upset. Is a bit of the troubles. But no, this was like people dying. Mm. Anyhow, this is the episode we talked about. We talked about uh, AI. Sorry, yeah. machine learning. Yeah. Troubles. Title. Quarantine. Quarantinis. Is that what this is? I know. People keep on putting that on calendars, like quarantinis. I think it's fascinating now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah. I'm just calling it. Yeah. We've jumped the shark now? Yep. What's the new thing? 
Uh, I was trying to come up with a really good pun around self-isolation, but I can't. So, social distancing. I don't know. I've got nothing. Is <laughs> it a quinceanera? Yeah, I was like, I mean, no, social quinceaneras. social distance in Sierra. Uh, that's a good thing to wrap up this episode. Mm. Um, feel free to reach out to either of us, uh, H. Catlin on Twitter, or Malray's. Everywhere. Everywhere, yeah, I'm H. Catlin everywhere too. Gmail, Twitter, Insta, Instacart, TikTok. anywhere. TikTok. Yeah, I go with TikTok, where I don't do any fun dancing on. Um, but I know uh, it's a crazy time right now, and so And uh, if you want to encourage us to do another episode, if you actually made it this far, uh, of our millions of listeners who will just flood our social media. Yeah. Uh, at Wham Show. Yeah. At you Wham Show. Tweet at Wham Show. At Wham Show. Cool. I don't even have the login for that. I do. It's you do? Okay. We have a microphone, but we do not have our Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it's too real. Too real. All right. Stay safe. <laughs>